Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 340. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by my constant companion, Charlie Carden. Wacky, waving, arm, inflatable man. I don't know why that just came to me. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. I'm I'm very excited to currently not be located in the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin has its fans. If you like cheese, beer, and the Packers, yes, the pack. Yeah, I actually was in uh, Green Bay last week, and uh, yeah, so I was in Green Bay last week. <laughs> That's all you need to say. Green Bay yeah. is Green Bay, famous yes. for its football team, and not a lot less uh, than that. So, but we'll move on from talking about uh, the the hows and the wheres. Uh, it's been a very interesting uh, week. Uh, Charlie, you saw a concert. I saw a concert. I had a fantasy football draft. Life is coming back to normal. We actually saw movies this weekend. Holy cow. It's almost like COVID doesn't exist, except it does. And right. I still wore a mask in the theater. Oh, wow. Good for you. See, we, we have not. We've been going for a while and generally the theaters are empty and we just don't feel the need. Um, yeah, I, I just but, like even if I, I'm vaccinated, but I don't still don't want to get sick because of it. It's That's all, all it's all about your level of comfort, but it is also about getting vaccinated. I'm not I'm certainly not. Absolutely. Say, it's, I'm not going to say that I respect someone's choice not to get vaccinated because I don't. I'm sorry. I don't either because they're putting other people at risk and they're putting yep. healthcare workers and people that could be sick and they are taking up beds. So you know what? If you're selfish and you choose not to take a vaccine, then stay choose in, not to take medical assistance. And stay, there you go. stay in your flipping house because that's the safest way. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Don't because you've been inconvenienced us for all these months. You know what? Right. You're inconvenienced now, but that's it. Secret friend says get vaccinated or just stay away from others. There you right. go. We're we're going with that. But anyway, uh, one thing we can never stay away from is some vintage, sweet ass uh, comic book covers. Which you know, I've got to speak to this one that we've got right here. Um, this is the Amazing Spider-Man issue number three hundred and forty from. You know, I can't squint that small, but I really don't need to because I was heavy into reading this run at this time. This is, I believe, 91 or 92. Uh, and it has got very uh, bombastic artwork by Eric Larson, who was the mm-hmm. regular regular penciler on that comic for two or three years. He was, he was uh, what some might describe as your poor man's Todd McFarlane because he did really just follow up that I, iconic run that... There are other people out there who love Todd McFarlane's art more than me because I'm not a huge fan. But regardless, Larson kind of dumbed it down a little bit. I mean, it got a little bit more. The things I didn't like, he didn't like. I I liked even less. But he was uh, billed at the top uh, as New York's neurotic superhero. But in this issue, he is fighting four female villains that uh, we got one with the, the you could, with the dome that you can see the brain. We got one with like big long claws. We got one that is wearing some kind of metal suit Wakandan like crunchy thing that she has cleavage. And then there's another one. It's just, I can tell you as a Spider-Man reader, I don't know what happened. And I don't think <laughs> they're the femme is, fatales, Charlie. I don't That's what think, it says. The femme fatales. Well, and then they say, you know, on the left-hand side, lower right, right below the uh, the corner box, the introducing the femme fatales as if it was something that, oh my God, I've got a I've got a graded copy of this that's a nine point three and it's worth millions. No. 
It's not. Oh, Charlie, if you don't, you're a fool. <laughs> I, I've read every single issue of Amazing Spider-Man with the exception of most recently. And, and at some point, I'll, I'll, I'll fall back into a Spider-Man jam. I figure it'll probably be around the time that this movie comes out that we're going to be talking about the trailer for. But um, I've read every single issue, and so much of it is forgettable that I couldn't tell you about it. You know what I mean? It's like a soap opera, right? It's a soap opera. Comics are a soap opera, an issue every month. Very few really make the mark or like memorable, but every issue that is someone's first or something is memorable to them. So this might be someone's most excited issue because this is where they became a Spidey fan. So you know what? I respect that. I respect that. I do. I do. Very good. that's, That's very good perspective. I like that. I'm sure my first like comic that I read of, of X-Men is probably less notable than something else. It's not, you know, the Dark Phoenix saga, but it is it is Wolverine, you know, my it's that I remember it's that uh iconic cover of the X-Men taking on the 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 was actually they called themselves the Freedom Force at the time, which was when the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants basically worked for the government, which was so weird at the time. They made no they, sense. They worked that into the Mark Gruenwald uh the yeah. X-Men arc. Uh yeah, so yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar with Freedom Force. Yeah, and it had, you know, a bunch of characters that you wouldn't even recognize look like Mystique, not all naked and blue. Avalanche. Avalanche, yeah, everyone's uh, favorite mutant. You had uh, was it oh. Py- not Pyro Pyro or the, the guy who Pyro. Yeah, yeah, Blob. Uh you had um uh the Maybe the Spy- Toad might have been in there. Spiral wasn't Spiral. Spiral was in there, which is yep. such a weird choice too. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? What I love about Marvel is just like I was saying, Defenders. They always had wacky villains, and right. they always brought them in. I don't know if we get as many like just wacky new villains in comics these days, but I think it should come back Sign because I times. loved it. I agree. Loved I it. agree. But at any rate, moving on. As fascinating as this is, uh, we got to keep this show trucking. Uh, and in trucking, we need to go down to the, uh, the 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 corner where news is shouted by our senior news correspondent, the one and only Madam Webb. So without further delay, Madam Webb, please take it away. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Oh, my goodness, Madam Webb. Thank you for bringing in the news this week. Um, school is coming back next week. Uh, essentially, when you've listened to this, my son will be going back into his sophomore year. And essentially, I believe you're going back into your uh, fifth grade year as you go and accomplish to better your education. Considering back in the day, if you got a fourth grade education, you were considered Einstein for your time. So you know what? Uh, keep going on, Madam Webb. Get get um, learn uh, about the history you never did, and uh, learn how to read about Don Quixote. And as I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine who I had drinks with this week in Wisconsin, uh, did you know they teach us as kind of cub journalists that all uh, newspaper articles, which were a thing back when Todd and I were young men, are written for someone to read at a fourth grade level. Ooh, yeah. so she she qualifies, Charlie. She did. She can sit. Ooh, down. She good, can sit. Just down. just made the mark. <laughs> she can. Yeah. Oh, just under the wire. Good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't introduce any like double entendres or or or, or snarky social commentary. Right. It just doesn't. It's gonna go right, matter with Madame Webb right over her head. Well, what do we got up first here? Oh, Charlie, this is your story, really. Because quite honestly, we've been waiting for this one. We had leaks potentially you and all this bet. stuff, but now we got the real it's trailer. The Voyagers of Leo Spiderman, my dentist. No, I'm just kidding. So, yes, Spider Man, the man of Spider. So, yeah, we've been waiting on this one. Uh, I don't have the date in front of me. It did say Christmas. Um, but we came across, the, we got this trailer earlier this week, and we got, of course, a laundry list of 
uh, Easter eggs. Uh, my favorite was right at the beginning. You got Peter and Mary Jane laying on the roof of what is potentially their high school or just a building somewhere. In the far distance behind them, graffiti, graffito tagged on the wall. D-I-T-K-O. That is right, Steve Ditko. The East Side Disco's yeah. uh, gang members. Yes, he created <laughs> created the character. Uh, what did we get? Some other Easter eggs. I'll just run through these right quick. Uh, Department of Damage Control from the first film in the series comes up. Uh, they're trying to convince us that the uh, white shirted tie individual uh, that is in the police station with Peter could be. Matt Murdock. I don't know the guy kind of looks like he's got a gut, so I don't think that'd be Matt. That's Murdock. what I thought too. Maybe it's yeah. maybe he's had a hard time. Maybe gotcha. he's ate too well, or maybe he's had a good time and he's got fat off the cash of defendants. Right. You know, you've got some weird stuff with Stephen Strange wearing a big old hoodie sweatshirt and there's snow in his place. So a lot of people are saying he's a little off. Could he be Mephisto? Could he be some other kind of character? Because Wong says, "Don't cast that spell," and he's like, "I won't." Wink. Um, so yeah, but no, you see in the trailer, Peter is talking while Strange is casting the spell and it throws everything into the mix. And then all of a sudden we've got a Spider-Man based Nexus event where you're seeing, you know, reality collapse. You got the city is flipping and you got trains flipping around in a circle. Um, and you're seeing new suits. So we got Spider-Man. And again, even for me, I'm kind of getting to the point where I think all my Spider-Verse figures I think I'm just going to have to slow that down because we're getting new suits that are just boring. I mean, the the one that we saw that was new, new is he has a black suit with gold trim, but it's the same pattern. So it's. I was like, going to say they they start looking very similar. It's not yeah. like we're getting a black suit, a, a a different pattern, like an all black with maybe a little red, or well, which would be Miles Morales, right? Exactly. Or all or all red with white, maybe like. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, they just don't stand out enough from each other because there's some accents. So I, mean, I would like to see something going cr- completely crazy. And in the, like, in, like we're in, supposed to s- in the comics, they never stick around. When when I disengaged from no. the comics the last time, his new outfit was a different shade of blue, but still with some webbing. But it, it was a little more. His suit was a little more. It looked more a little more rubber. There was something different with the feet, and it's just weird stuff. But anyway, uh, back on this, uh, we get a potential tease of the lizard showing up. Okay, very uh, electro and the Sandman is another one because you see some electricity hitting a big old giant pile of sand. And some the the two most obvious ones is a rolling electronic pumpkin bob that drums uh, that drops on a bridge between some cars, and you hear uh, a very William Defoe ish cackle. And then of course a big old metal tentacle slamming down in the middle of the road with Alfred Molina pulling into view. As Otto Octavius saying, hello, Peter. That was the moment that made me clap. And again, I watched this on my phone, like first thing in the morning in bed from my hotel room. So I had to watch it a couple more times on the big TV when I got home. But um, I'm fired up. But it was funny. I think David Bird, who is one of our regular commentators over on the group, says, you know, I feel like everybody's put their eggs in this basket. But ultimately, we're going to be let down, which, quite frankly, I have very little doubt because aren't we always a little bit aren't our hopes catastrophically high and they just tend to get dropped. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's funny because Mark and I on on co-op mode, um, your only video game news podcast you ever need, talked about that in our topic this week, talked about the hype machine in anticipation, right? And what it leads to and ultimately does it disappoint. But ultimately we've put a lot out there on our own about what this would be. And they didn't help us by like being very vague and saying lots of little things, but ultimately 
this is delivering where we said it would, which would be the multiverse. Uh, you know, a, a a wish gone bad, as we would say. This is what it is. It's like almost like the monkey monkey's paw, or something much, like very this. Very much like the monkey's paw. Yes. And it's funny. Someone even said, you know, because he says he wants everyone to forget who he is because it's causing his life drama. That's the whole thing. He basically is accused of murdering Mysterio and. None of the Avengers are there to help him and and take his you know word and say no he did not do that he's a good boy um, so now he's getting apparently he must get off on a technicality because he's not on parole I assume and can just do whatever he wants uh, so then he wants to have that erased and there was this storyline was very similar in the comics with Mephisto it was what one new day one brand day brand new day <laughs> I can't remember what it was it was, um, but it was basically yeah, it was brand new day and when he basically what had happened it was post Civil War the comics version um and it was uh because tony stark had convinced peter parker who was an adult and a contemporary to reveal his identity it simply meant that the that people could go after his family so the kingpin went went through so was going to sniper him uh but he moved at the last minute uh, because of spider sense and and aunt may was nearly fatally wounded so he summoned mephisto and said well i i need her life restored but the thing that he had to give, uh, in, you know, in repose was his was his true love with Mary Jane, which was apparently Jane. it was apparently the most the 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 truest love that had ever. It was very fairy tale like the truest love that had ever existed. And fans sure. fans have deri- and that was back in two thousand and eight. Fans have derided yep. it ever since. Was that Straczynski who wrote that? Uh, it was right around that era, but I'd have to double check. But I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah, because that—I mean—that's just the—it's—it is. This is what it is, and so it is essentially. He wants everyone to forget it, because, so he can go back to being himself and having a simple life. Because it obviously puts people he loves at risk. Makes a lot of sense. And it was funny because someone even made a joke. There's a meme, but everybody won't know who I am. Well, they just tell, tell them, them again, again. dumbass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but his 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 telling strange all these things essentially derails the spell and then creates this 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 different uh, essentially a new path in the multiverse which just opens up the door for is this the real path or is this different path we don't know at this point we're just along for the ride and gonna have a good time and yes could this be mephisto could it be something else is something off uh it seemed weird that strange is really open to helping him because he never seemed like the most selfless guy to begin with so a lot could be with this and we don't know where this is going to land we're going to have a lot of cameos that surprise us right. and this is just the original trailer we're right. going to get a story trailer we're right. going to get more of this yeah and yeah, this is absolutely. coming out in december and quite honestly i have loved the spider-man take i've loved every movie i can't see what wait to see what they do next and it's going to be a lot of fun. That's you know, all I care about. I assume you're make refer- it fun. You're referring to this current iteration of Spider-Man, not Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, who you hated, or Toby. No, and the fact that they're bringing out probably the best villain right prior to these movies, right? I'm so excited for that. And they have to. And people got their hopes up that they were going to see Garfield and McGuire. Yeah, yeah you, you're not going to see it. Yeah, I, yeah, I guarantee. Don't buy the cow. Yeah. Don't buy the cow. I hope they don't show those in a trailer. Yeah, oh, I agree. You're right. It would be great if it was a total strike. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, the next one, the Halloween stuff is your jam, so why don't you take this? Yeah, so, you know, Disney, once again, continues to push the envelope of, especially with Disney+, Plus, filling content gaps and holes. Um, back in the day, Marvel used to do some, uh, at least in the animated realm, they did some 
cartoony Halloween levels in the animated uh, series. Uh, the, the thing was Ultimate Spider-Man. They had a really good crossover with kind of like the, the Midnight Suns, Dracula, Spider-Man was involved. I really enjoyed that. Well, it looks like they're now going to fully embrace this with a Halloween special on Disney Plus uh, that is going to be Halloween special. Uh, and it apparently will be a 2022, uh, and it will be based on the character Werewolf by Night, a character that nobody knows anything much about. If you do, you're a really geeky Marvel fan, which is awesome, uh, but it's a werewolf. And, uh, you know, this could also involve different variations of Dracula, uh, maybe uh, Frankenstein, the classic Marvel, or sorry, the classic, you know, uh, universal monsters which anybody can use because essentially they're just in the uh you know the the the, the troops of uh you know the, 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 like the, what is it the, public the domain scary land of public domain yeah yeah so you can use them and i think this could be a lot of fun and they can and you know bring in brother voodoo bring in i don't know whoever else some you know what is it uh all the people from like the ghostwriter mythos that nobody really knows johnny blaze uh and what's his name the other guy um uh, he teams up with with Johnny Blaze, and he was also son, a uh, ghostwriter. Damien Hellstrom. Oh, the, the son of Satan. Oh, yeah. Who's the other one? It wasn't it Miguel something. Right? What you saw in Agents of Shield? Well, well, we have the new the new ghostwriter, but there was another guy that teamed up with Johnny Storm a lot in the Midnight Suns Johnny, comic Johnny, book and Johnny things Blaze, like that. Johnny Blaze. Well, well, Johnny Blaze, but there the was another of, guy who yeah, yeah, the Sons of whatever, and it was Nighthawk. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I know, I got you. Yeah, the dark, dark Marvel. You know, darkish. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, you know, Moon Knight is kind of loosely associated with that too. And if this is going to be animated, I assume this will be animated because they can do a lot more with it. And I don't think Marvel is at the point where they really will say if it appears in an animated series that it ruins the opportunity for another character to come out in a live action. I just don't think they're that picky, right? Are they? I don't know. I mean, again, people should they be? People will people will just kind of lap it up. So I'm just not I'm I'm not terribly flipping about it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I hope not. I hope yeah. no but flipping. I- but I hope this this could be cool. This could be a lot of fun. I like, you know, because uh we've got Star Wars doing the holiday things. Marvel can too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, good stuff. All right, so that's cool. But what's even cooler, and uh, from the I'll believe it when I effing see it department, would be, and Todd, you dropped this on me. This came from a gaming convention in Germany, did you say? Yep, GamesCon. It's the biggest gaming convention in the world because like, they get like a million people. Of course, this is all online. But yeah, this right. is like a huge deal. Uh, you know, and I've, they dropped a trailer for it. I have had a pre-order for, I'm going to tell you, somewhere between two and three years. It reminds me of a company called Anovos, which just changed its name and essentially went out of business. Um, they, they made high-end costume replicas. I've had a pre-order with them for a year and a half for a, a particular Star Trek uniform that I don't think I'm ever going to see. Um, but I, I figured it was the same thing with TT Studios because they've been promising us this game since, I think, 2018. But this is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Gets to a trailer, but it's still blazing. Um, the trailer is magnificent you've probably seen it online if you don't see it need to see it let us know Uh, we can help you find it but gameplay on this looks fantastic and again i'm not a gamer this is literally lego games are literally the only thing i enjoy maybe because it's a lot of nostalgia because i played these games with my son and he's grown up now and doesn't care for such things uh but it really clicked with me so we're seeing a lot of scenes from 
throughout, really throughout the saga of the nine films. I don't know that I saw much of any references to Solo or Rogue One, but it's like, who cares? Maybe, maybe there will be. Maybe those will be DLCs. You know, I'll still pay for them. But anything from sure. Anakin to Qui-Gon, older Luke, Ray is just a lot of great stuff going on. You know, the game mechanics largely look the same for things that they've changed. Um, I'm sure it won't be too difficult to catch up, but um, yeah, the end of this trailer said spring 2022, and it's like, what, why? Why? I mean, got, Todd, you and I both went and saw Free Guy mm-hmm. over the weekend. Those guys didn't look like they were working too hard. I mean, even I think that they, they got the, the character of Dude out in a hurry. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. He was he was minus catchphrases yes, and all those exactly. things. Yes, yes, yes. TBD, uh, but TBD I will, third thing. That's right. Uh, but I will say, um, because I've been kind of fairly critical of the Lego franchise with games because I felt like they just kind of rinse and repeat. But I will say they did change a lot, Charlie, and that's why I think that's what's taking this longer. They changed the perspective. It's not from that longer view this looked more from behind the shoulder looked like a more of an intimate view of the combat um and they looked like they did all the voice acting is new with different potentially different voice actors it's not the real talent but um and they have all new cutscenes and all these things that they're not just glomming from the past games thing they're just completely redoing it so i understand why that's a big deal and obviously they have to get so much permission from disney right and the, the overlords at star wars so in a way i could understand why it takes some time and especially doing a lot of voice recording it's hard to do that from afar so i, I give them a little bit leeway now what they still haven't mentioned and and what i've been waiting for is online co-op so you and i can play together yes if they drop that i'll feel like man they've nailed it and and deliver it and if they do dlc with new stuff and what they hope they don't do is it's a Mandalorian game. And then it does this. They basically said, this will be the platform for Lego Star Wars. And anytime we have a new uh, a new franchise, we get DLC for it. So you don't have to buy 85 new games. You just get content from that. Yeah, you so buy, that makes they, a lot of sense. They, yeah, they, always, they have a season pass, which I've done for most, yeah. most of it. So it's like a season pass for, I did the, and it was you who pointed it out to me, the deluxe. Uh, version of the DC uh, Lego DC supervillains was the most recent one. Bought the season pass, boom, more characters, more levels, really kind of all, all one and done. So that's really the way it should be. So I I, I, t- I totally dig that jam. That's cool. So obviously, like I said, I've had a pre-order for the physical copy of this. For I would have to look at my Target account, but I got to scroll because again, they don't they don't organize things by what you bought and versus which pre-order. So I would just have to keep scrolling. But it's funny. Yeah. I, I think I'm actually going to do that while you start talking about this next story. <laughs> yeah. Um, one quick question, though. I, I just looked, and they said something about the uh, Lego Impo- uh, Incredibles game. I had no clue there yep. was a Lego Incredibles game. That's one, I'm like, that's, what? That's one I have not played. And again, if, if that's one that goes up for deep sale on um, – I think I saw for 15 bucks. I think I saw for 15 bucks. I mean, I th- that'll be a couple months from now because I can't play it anyway but play it yeah, no yeah but yeah no i um yeah i'm gonna go look through i'm gonna look through my i'm gonna look through my account history at target while you start talking about this uh this next story oh that's great for everybody involved charlie that's great. thank well, you well, you know I'll, yeah. I'll keep my eye on the camera watch me see i got two eyes yes Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, next story is the fact that we are finally getting another CW crossover. It's been a while since we got the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which we all enjoyed. You know, that was, you know, Mark Bobby was with us. You know, Bobby, we miss you, dude. It's been six months since his passing. We we miss you, Bobby. And, uh, you know, 
the fact that we're getting another one of these because of COVID and everything, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So basically the flash is going to be the center point for this big CW crossover. And they've announced the big bad and it's Despero. So Despero is a really kind of a cool villain. Oh, sorry. I couldn't help it. Yeah. He kind of looks like Yondu, but a demon, he's got a big old Mohawk and he's got this third eye and what he can do is basically he he is a psychic. So basically he can control emotions and control people uh, by using his powers. So that obviously could relay into a lot of, you know, control of superheroes, distrust. And it's kind of neat to finally see this villain show up in, in on the silver screen, which, you know, which is crazy because we're getting so many niche characters now coming out like we've wanted for Marvel to do. Right. It's kind of cool to see DC come full head on this. And it's essentially, it's going to flash is going to have to call in heroes from several other shows to take Despero on Despero describes a powerful and intelligent alien possessing incredible powers. Uh, and who comes to earth on a deadly mission, one whose outcome will decide the fate of humankind and put him on a collision course with team flash. This is bringing in uh, flash obviously with Ray Palmer, Bren Routh, mm-hmm. uh, bringing black lightning, Cress Williams, arrows, Mia queen, which was uh, green arrows daughter all grown up. Oh, Supergirl's yeah. Sentinel by Kyler Lee and Batwoman. Uh, we're, but we're also getting, uh, we're getting Tom Cavanaugh re uh, visiting the role of Eobard Thawne or the reverse slash mm-hmm. and Damian Dark, Neil McDonough. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I like it. And I also like the fact that uh, this is the first show. Kyler Lee, the actress, was one of those that if she was on a show, it'd get canceled. She's been on. Oh. She's been on Supergirl for five years. The, the, the length that because she's Supergirl's uh, foster sister. So that's that's right. Good for her finding her. Uh, and she also she managed to be on uh, Grey's Anatomy and that show is. Uh, continued so guess, <laughs> yeah nothing can kill gray's anatomy yeah, even yeah, cancer right. or helicopters apparently no 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 was it, it helicopters no, no, that no, killed no, everyone this is the deal because april still watches it all the people of the hospital were on a plane and it crashed wow. and only a few of them many of them died some of them survived which plane crash survivors is a very rare thing as you know but um i'm interested in their choice of actor it's a veteran character actor Tony Curran, who um, always plays a heavy, scary, like Irish mobster or whatever, but he yeah. he was Vincent Van Gogh on one of the uh, I think it was one of the Doctor, oh, Doctor Who specials. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked yeah. familiar. Yeah. So yeah. That, that is cool. But yeah, he's a heavy. I mean, he's a heavy cat. So I think this could be great. And these are the ones like like you. These are the these are the flareoverse ones that I tune into that I, that I get into. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, no need unless there's a specific episode you're like, that sounds interesting or fun. Right. Yeah, I would say the CW is one of those things. Just show up when you want and watch the crossovers because that'll catch up to speed and you can get out the filler if you want. Oh, so, yeah, check it out. It'll be uh, next year when we get to see that. Uh, probably like that. It's usually like end of December where they do the crossover, like the cliffhanger, and then it goes into January. But it could be later. Right. We don't know. Gotcha. Well, what's not going to be later, and we are actually, we decided we were recording uh, Code 47 a little bit earlier this afternoon. We're going to do a blowout extra special, like kind of midweek episode uh, for Star Trek Day. This is going to be on September 8th, which, Todd, you very famously mocked me about about this when I presented this fact to you many years ago. September 8th, 1966 was the debut of Star Trek, the original series on NBC with the episode of The Man Trap way back when but <laughs> the man trap it's like the parent trap but we were, no. we're, we're trapping men well no? it, and well it was literally it was yeah it was it was the famous assault vampire creature that could disguise itself as other people so this, yes yeah it was a, it was a man it was a man but it was also a woman trap tried to kill lieutenant to in the episode too so but at any rate uh paramount plus uh starting at uh 5 30 p.m 
Pacific time, 830 here uh, in the Eastern time zone, uh, broadcasting a live virtual celebration. So this kind of reminds me of um, the 30th anniversary special that was on UPN uh, of, of Star Trek. That was like, uh, you know, it was like the Oscars, you know, it was everybody in, uh, in, in a big auditorium. It was like a big uh, to do. So I don't know that it'll be exactly like that, but uh, yeah, it's not only six, uh, celebrating 55 years of Star Trek, but also what would have been the 100th birthday of series creator, Gene Roddenberry. So uh, we're looking for the two really biggest things. And I can tell you this without even looking at the notes that we talked about on code is we're looking for a, <clears throat> A premiere date for the Nickelodeon slash Paramount Plus animated program Star Trek Prodigy, which will also be starring Kate Mulgrew as a uh, as a an incarnation of Catherine Janeway. Uh, but we're also looking for a date and a trailer for Strange New Worlds, which has been for me a series I've been super excited about since season two of Star Trek Discovery, where uh, the character of Christopher Pike was reimagined, played by a character Anson Mount, that it inspired probably my favorite cosplay uh, that I do of myself, The Gray Hair Helps. Um, so we're looking for that, and then we're looking for you know confirmation of rollout dates for uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, Season 4, Star Trek Picard Season 2, um, but, uh, and then, you know, Lower Decks is currently ongoing. So we're going to be seeing, uh, actors from really all of those programs. There's a legacy panel and, and I will admit that, um, and you'll see it in the name of, uh, of our episode of Code 47 this week, because that kind of got inspired by this conversation. There are five people, uh, in this legacy panel. Oh yeah, this actually gives a little bit different information about what we, what we talked about. Um, LeVar Burton and George Takei will take, will take part, uh, they mentioned Gates McFadden, which was not part of the original one, but they mentioned uh, from DS9, Sirach Lofton and Anthony Montgomery from Star Trek Enterprise, two of the most lame duck, boring ass characters on those shows. Therefore, the Code 47 episode will be entitled, and, and if you subscribe, you've listened to it by now, three out of five ain't bad. You know what I mean? I just, Aww. I know, well, it's a bummer, you know, DS9 had such a rich cast of amazing actors and not to put Sirac Lofton down, but his, his role in the show was really very minor. He was a child actor. He didn't have a lot Yeek. to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, Anthony Montgomery, his character never really, he didn't, he didn't have a, a story arc of his own, barely had any story arc of his own until the very last season. And even that, who was, was he? Minor. He was the, again, helm- remind exactly. me. he was the helmsman. Oh, I thought they would bring in like Quark. Exactly. He'd be a great character. Or or or, uh, or the Cardassian. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Garrick. Uh, or yeah, or yeah, yeah. Andy Robinson, the Na visitor who was Major Kira. I mean, there was yeah. there was. But again, all things have to do with scheduling and money and blah blah blah. So that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, please, uh, if you haven't listened to it, tune in to uh, three out of five ain't bad episode. Actually, episode forty seven of Code 47, uh, which will be on our, the its own solo and uh, group feeds available to you when you hear this episode. Anyway, very, should be great. Should be great. The, 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 it should be very exciting. I'm actually home that week. I'm home the week of Labor Day instead of being in Wisconsin, so I will be watching this live and taking notes and preparing to do, as I said, a special episode of our show that is just going to be filled with things that we learned from on Star Trek Day. Is is this new, Charlie, or is this a thing that's been something before? It, uh, it started last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't sure because they said specifically because of Gene Roddenberry's 100th birthday. I'm like, is this going to be a thing now? It's like Roddenberry's birthday is now like the date where they are no, going to uh, celebrate it. Roddenberry's birthday, fun little Star Trek fact, Roddenberry and actor-director Jonathan Fra- actor director Jonathan Frakes, who is my personal hero, same birthday. 
obviously, uh, obviously okay. not the same year. Um, but yeah, um, so no, it became a thing uh, last year. I think uh, I think the pandemic definitely helped with that. But they had a, a string of different panels, and one of the earliest episodes of Code Forty Seven that we did, we're just about to hang a year on. We're at about eleven months. We started in September, um, right after this. So um, one of the first things we did was was kind of a breakdown of. They had four or five different panels, um, which was really pretty great. So I'm really looking forward to this. Very cool. Yeah, I think these events are fun, and obviously there's a lot going on with Star Trek these days, so not a bad idea to do this and get fans involved and make it a big deal. So uh, like it better than just like, oh, there's a new Star Trek commemorative plate, so let's get together and talk about that. Uh, which was hilarious because that was actually a yes. plot point on this week's Lower Decks. Absolutely. I think that's been discussed before. Oh, well, uh, moving something that isn't a commemorative plate, and that is we are getting uh, Robert Kirkman. Once again, he's kind of on fire. The fact that he's had very limited amount of like series, actually, he's right. had a, he's had quite a few. But considering what he's been able to be uh, from uh, comic books to the screen and his and his, you know, success rate. I don't know if there's a better person that's been able to deliver like that than Kirkman with, you know, just the boys and the walking dead at right. least. Cause those have been huge, no duds. Uh, but he's, no duds. he's, de- he's developing another uh, comic book to the screen. It's called oblivion song with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, it's basically a sci-fi uh, comic book property. Uh, and it revolves around um, a future that sees 300,000 residents of Philadelphia suddenly get displaced into apocalyptic alternate dimension known as oblivion. However, a decade later, well, after the government has given up on their attempts to recover those people, a man named Nathan Cole takes it upon himself to try and rescue them, even making daily trips to do so. However, in the midst of it all, it's clear he's searching for something else. Cool premise, right? I mean, people just displaced in another dimension. He apparently has the ability to go and get them. But I mean, one man and 300,000 people, that's kind of crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. Yeah, that's cool. But again, as you've said, uh, you know, the man has had no duds. He's kind of got the golden golden touch. Uh, I know Walking Dead is back on, and I think the first episode is free. And, Todd, you had given me kind of a clue of how I can end up watching it. But I know we kind of stumbled our way through that last season without really tuning into it. But, again, that's not Kirkman. His original premise really took off, and that show was really great when he was involved. Um, and I love the boy. I didn't. You said the boys. I thought it's he the boys and Invincible because you said the boys. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, no, sorry. He he is uh, he's the Invincible. Sorry, okay, he is yeah, not yeah. the boys. Yeah, that's Mark Millar. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, the 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 Invincible didn't the Invincible didn't really grab me, but I know a lot of people really loved it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed by his stuff. I've always kind of liked Jake Gyllenhaal, even when he was, you know, uh, Billy Crystal's, uh, son with the spiky hair and what was that? Curly's gold. (laughs) The, uh, was it? uh, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that was him. So, um, yeah, so this is cool. So who is going to be, is this a, who's showing this sci-fi or or don't they? Uh, great question. I'm looking here, uh, who actually will be developing it. I'm trying to do my dance, 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 dance. Um, you know what? I don't see a network attached to it. TBD. So yes, follow, uh, follow the money trail and it will, uh, you will find it. But yeah, that sounds kind of cool. And again, uh, from somebody uh, who has uh, kind of demonstrated uh, uh, gift for excellence, the first Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. 
Yes, the, uh, the that's the tune we use for our uh, friendies every year. So yes. something something to be uh, excellence goes along with our podcast as well, folks. Yeah. Just let you know, not 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 uh, you know not not uh, tooting our own horn, but you know we toot toot. Boop, boop. All right. Well, with that, right. with that that boop boop also means that the news is over, uh, and we got to get ourselves an Uber. We got to get over to the extremely low rent in a bad neighborhood. Worst service humanly possible. That's right. I'm talking about the Geek Easy. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, the cover band's playing, the drinks are poured, and the service is poor as well. Oh, Zing. oh my goodness. Oh, by the way, quick sidebar. that My pre-order for Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, November 28th of 2019. A still, Ooh, a still, it's a vintage, a, it's a vintage pre-order. Well, what's nice is that you can go to, there's a filter by year. And so filter by year, 2021, 2020. And I said, I'm going to pick 2019 because that's as far back as it goes. Yep. Uh, and I guess I only made two purchases that year that they keep. So maybe they only keep track of them for, for so four months. Did you put like five bucks down or did you actually buy nope, the whole thing? Nope. Uh, it's a pre-order that charges at the time of shipping. That's how pre-orders work from Target. Ah, okay. So there you go. They're not even getting your money. So it's like usually it's like pre-order and we're going to take your money and use all that interest yeah, and just they, make they, billions off you. They do that. But yeah, with Target, I think their protocol is. And again, I use my Target red card, so I save. I save 5%, which is just shy of paying the tax for it. Um, so that's not a bad thing. But I believe... Well, I be- you know what? What? You have your pre-order, and if it was more expensive, you have cheated the system by keeping your pre-order. I have cheated the system. All right, but I'll kick it off. Uh, and Todd, you can join in because you were also uh, privy to at least one of these two things I'm going to talk about. But yeah, I've been in Wisconsin during the week interesting times (laughs) and i come home on fridays and april and i decided we're like look it's gonna be a thousand degrees we're having that we're having a very hot summer here in the midwest so it was 90 degrees it was 90 degrees today i think we're back down to 82 right now because the sun is starting to go down but uh yeah uh so we said you know what let's pull a double header at the movie so just we'll go to one movie at 11 we'll go to another movie at uh like 2 30 uh, we'll, we'll have lunch in between. We'll have some drinks in between. And then in the evening, I, my dad was in town. I went to dinner with my dad and she went off and had some plans on her own, uh, with some friends. So anyway, we went to go see free guy, which was, you know, the movie out with Ryan Reynolds right now. Uh, it feels like this movie has been rumored, uh, like we saw a trailer for it forever ago and Corona messed it up. I mean, it was, it was obviously filmed so far back that Alex Trebek, of uh, was still alive. Jeopardy had a cap- cameo, but yep. super fun movie. Uh, I absolutely loved it. it. Had to do with, um, and again, I, I know Rich, who is my cohort on over on Code Forty Seven, really did not care for this film, which is unfortunate because he he likened it to the uh, Truman Show and thought that it was very unimaginative. I don't see the connective tissue between the Truman Show. I don't see it as being connected at all. So I will respectfully disagree with Rich because I think he is a very knowledgeable person when it comes to film. But I thought that this was a ripper and good time. I, you know, not even being a video game guy, but just understanding, you know, uh, kind of the basics of uh, maybe how that business is done. Like every business is kind of shifty. It made me think more about Tron than it did anything else. Don't you agree, Todd? Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely someone realizing they are different than they are. Right. People watching them from afar. I mean, you could go to Ed TV if you want. I always say 
everything is based on something right. because there's very few original ideas, but I think their execution on this was great. Yeah. And, no, I, you know what? Yeah, no, I know. To- I totally agree. So in the real world, yeah. it had to do with uh, two nascent developers who, you know, five or six years before the movie came out, came up with this, this algorithm and blah, 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 blah. And they were, they were platonic friends and this thing and that thing, but all the while bubbling under the surface, um, they sold out to a, you know, big douchebag uh, video game developer who was Taika Waititi. Awesome role. Um, and the, 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 it was a man and a woman, the man stayed on. Um, and, you know, kind of in a limited role of just, I turned to April. It was, it was literally just the two of us. I think it was the two of us in the theater. Uh, in one of the bigger theaters there. So we kind of spoke freely. She's like, uh, he basically has my job right now. He's in QA and he doesn't have to really do much. So, um, but all the while the, the, the woman, uh, was, uh, kind of spoofing her way through the game, trying to find the evidence that they had been ripped off, which was the plot line of Tron. So it was more like Tron mm-hmm. than anything else to me. Uh, cause that's what, that's what Jeff Bridges w- was after in that film. Um, Absolutely loved it. Uh, you had some fun stuff at the end that it was interesting because this was, was it? It was a Fox film that became a Disney yes. film. That yes, cl- absolutely closer to the end. You had uh, you had a Marvel reference and you had a Star Wars reference, but you had the, correct. They tossed yep. they tossed Chris Evans in there for the Captain America reference, which I was just like, wee! I was very excited by that. That made me happy. Um, uh, yeah, it actually had some video game references too, which you probably didn't recognize, but that's perfectly fine. They had been. the portal gun. They had the portal gun. Uh, they also had the gravity gun from, and they had a bunch of other references too. And my, a lot of people talked about the the video game streamers who were like commentating on right, all this. Right. We're real video game streamers, so I mean, they had some things. Right. And obviously, when you do that, you have to be very careful because of the time. Did that person end up doing something horrible and got banned on the internet? But um, you know what, my fifteen year old Logan who is not a video is not a movie right, viewer by all right, you've said really loved the the premise the plot the, the just the he says dad this movie felt good it didn't make you feel bad at times and it wasn't like the plot was like earth shattering but it still felt like it was an it, it really handled itself tongue in cheek very much Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds really nailed the 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 the, the tone of this and really just it was a good feeling movie so i'm like i don't feel like where people are like so negative about this movie if you are negative about this movie you just have to be have a a mat on for like i don't like things because they aren't me for me i don't know i I just don't and again again, let's let's give a little latitude because you know like i said rich 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 is my uh, is my co-collaborator, and I respect his opinion. But I, I just, oh, I do I, too. Rick, Rich I, is a great guy. I, I just, I, I just don't yes. happen to agree. I didn't find anything wrong with this movie. Maybe I, maybe it was being taken. Maybe, you know, like I, I don't see how you could take this any more seriously because it was very off the cuff. Not meant to be, you know. And I, I drilled down on Rich a little bit, and I got out of him that he really does not like Ryan Reynolds. And it's like me and Tom. Uh, it's, like, it's like me and Tom yeah. Cruise. Tom Cruise could you know, be reading out of the phone book or he could be doing something incredibly inoffensive and I would hate it because I, I, I don't like his stupid face. Um, that's me and Tom Cruise or Kanye. Kanye Absolutely. West. Anything Kanye yep. West could ever do, I can't stand it. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah that, that, if that's if you have to be very clear, if you don't like a movie because of an actor being in it, I totally get it. That's not for you. But don't hold it against the movie because ultimately 
it's more than just him right. and it, it and it he didn't make the movie good or bad because it, he was just himself did you but okay. he is it is ryan reynolds one, one last thought and tell me if you caught the super uh secret voice cameo uh at the beginning when uh our female character what was her name molotov girl or millie drops in and she, yeah. she's talking to a low life who's given her information did you pick out the voice no it was I, I and and again I would have to verify this about IMDb, but April and I locked eyes and we said that's Hugh Jackman. Ooh, very yeah, nice. Because you know there's which the, would make sense. Yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. there's that friendly yeah. rivalry between the two actors, so that was very fun. So anyway, moving on. So yeah, then we you know we wrapped that movie up. We grabbed a drink over at the watering hole next door. We came yeah. back and we saw we started watching Candyman. Now this is the third film in the Charlie. Yes, you can just a warning. You can only say the name how many more times? I'm not looking in any kind of reflective surface. Okay, so I'm, okay, I'm but, stare, but okay, refer to the the name as something else if you say it multiple times because we don't want to haunt this podcast. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna let's let's figure out a code word. Help me. Give me a code word. Wonka. Wonka. So uh, this is the third film in the Wonka series. The first Wonka <laughs> film came out in 1992 uh, and had varying degrees of nudity, starring. Uh, uh, I always like to call her former porn star Virginia Madsen, though I don't know if she was. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it's not Tracy Lords. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> an easy mistake to make. But yeah, it has to. Do, yes. Uh, and this film, th- this film tied a lot more closely back to the '92 film, the film that came out. Now, there was mm-hmm. there was a more of a sequel. There was a or a, like spiritual sequel. They did it refer to it as a spiritual sequel. You're correct. Okay. The, there was a, a second film in uh, that came out in 1995, which was set. in... Oh, directed di- direct a video, or is it like a I, real I, theatrical no, I, release? I, you know what? I would have to double check, but it starred it starred you know nobody no, no significantly named actors. Um, but okay. yeah, it was called uh, it was called Wonka: uh, Farewell to the Flesh, and it was a storyline based around the Wonka main character, played by uh, Worf's brother or Tony Todd, great actor who April uh, met at our yeah. at, at our sh- at our inaugural uh, show with the Grand Petoskey back in 2019. She met him, and I didn't because I was away from the booth. And he sat in the captain's chair to had a picture taken. He was very friendly with her, and he absolutely smelled like marijuana. That was her. That was her. Did he say, "Go see Wonka Man: uh, uh, A Tale of the Flesh"? Uh, he didn't because I doubt, oh, no. I, I doubt in his state he could have remembered. But at any uh, okay. at, at any rate, yeah, the '92 film, the '95 film. Uh, so you know, this film, which was actually set in 2019 interestingly enough so maybe that is that mm-hmm. is when it was filmed um yeah. comes back around to uh, essentially the original setting uh of the original film which is the cabrini green housing projects which yeah. I, i'm not sure if that's real i'd probably have to look into it the geography that they described it in perfectly makes sense uh but really what it has to do with is that back in Todd, you've seen the film back in uh post-civil war times there was a uh, there was a black Free, you know, well, it was freed slaves. It was after slavery. There was a black photographer who went around the country taking a picture of, uh, you know, uh, wealthy whites. Uh, one of the people he was f- uh, photographing was a young girl. They fell in love. Dad wasn't crazy about it. They captured him. They tortured him by sawing his arm off, smearing him with bee with bee honey, which somehow caused uh, a swarm of bees. And then they set him on fire, and he then became an, a, the eternal uh, candy man. That haunted in Wonka Man. Wonka Man. Oh God, that was two, wasn't it? Um, Wonka- oh, Charlie, we're Wonka- a slippery slope. Wonka Man, uh, who, if you say Wonka Man's name, 
five times whilst staring at a reflective surface, Wonka, a surface, Wonka Man will appear and kill you. So what's it? Which could be your like, which could be like your beer glass. So just be careful. Right. Well, here, I, I just moved that behind my screen and, and even maybe my water bottle. <laughs> Maybe the back of my phone. Okay, it's all. It's we're in danger. We're in the danger zone, Charlie. It's all, we're it's in all, danger it's zone. All, it's all behind my laptop screen now. So, um, this film circles back to if you remember from the original film, you had uh, '90s uh, film actress Vanessa Williams, who was on Melrose Place and stuff, had a mm-hmm. bit part in the '92 film. She was the single mother, the black mother who lived in the housing projects. Well, as it turns out, the baby who was the focus of that '92 film kidnapped or whatever it is. Now the baby's grown up. And he uh, he happens to get involved in the Legend of Candy Wonka Man. Wonka Man. I'm looking. Okay. Close. Close. Yes, he gets involved in the Legend of Wonka Man. So um, this was a Blumhouse production. It was produced by Jordan Peele. Chef's Kiss. Great horror film. Oh, good. Highest good, recommended. Good. Todd, you were thinking about going to see it this week, I think you had said. I will probably see it um, uh, by myself because oh. my family has no interest. No, no, no. It'll probably be a Tuesday. It'll probably right. be a Tuesday. Five, uh, Tuesday. five bucks, five, five yeah. dollar Tuesday. Yeah. See it there. My family would be perfectly fine with letting me go. And yeah. actually, my theater's doing like a thing where um, 20 bucks, five movies. Uh, you see it on Sunday as well. Okay. Uh, all these big movie suits. There might be things. So I think, yeah, that's going to be where I'm seeing yeah. it because I've heard mixed reviews, but I'm glad you like it because yeah. that makes me feel like I will like to see well, this. Well, you have to be someone who enjoys horror films because, again, all horror films are filled with horror film cliches, the jump scare, the this, oh, yeah. that thing. But um, <laughs> it's funny. We've had the um, – we've been back in the theater. We have the, the VIP program uh, with Celebration Cinema, our local theaters. It's three films a week, including IMAX or whatever. For twenty bucks a person, forty bucks a month. Which, if you go see, you know, three or four. If you go see four films within thirty days, you've made your money. Sure. Um, so yeah. uh, it was funny. We canceled it for August, but then we come to realize of the four weeks in September, I'll be working from home. So we're we're just going to renew it and, and keep it going because we love going to movies, even if they're terrible movies. It's our chance to be out because we go out, we go have drinks at Hopcat, we go do get a Starbucks, we get a what? It's our chance to be out, especially in this sure. world, world where both of us work from home. Neither one of us goes off to an office, so it's our chance to get out and socialize. So, so that's fun. But yeah, Todd, I'm not going to say another word. But yes, this is a. Um, it's very much a directish sequel to the 92 film the 95 film is largely irrelevant maybe the 95 film has to be on our uh shocktober list i i would give that i found it on um let's say i found both of them the original film was on peacock so i watched it with like four commercial breaks sure and the 95 film is on amazon prime so you can watch them both okay there you go. Okay. Well, I uh, will probably just refresh myself on the original because it been. I, I saw that in high school, yeah. man. I saw that in high school. I would some I, or college maybe. You know, I can't remember what it was. There, yeah. there, the references are so heavy that I absolutely re- yeah. recommend watch that. So you might want to do that this evening or tomorrow. We will see. Okay. But yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. That's yeah. Because I'd heard mixed reviews. So yeah. yeah. Interesting that that that's good to know. And this is a modern horror film. I love that they're uh, really bring some intelligence to the a classic franchise at this point. So very cool. Uh, yeah. For me, um, Charlie, you talked about the CW, and I have heard of all the series on the CW that the 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 DC Legends of Tomorrow has turned into just a really fun show that really doesn't rely on the other shows for it just doing wacky things. They bring in people, they, they deal with different uh, 
periods of time and they just have a good time. They brought in Constantine. They keep bringing people in. So it's more of a, it's a mishmash, but you don't have to feel like you have to watch every episode to feel like you're up to speed, but they do some fun things. So I checked into one episode because I'd heard this one's going to be fun. So this episode is called board board games board like board or in board uh-huh. um and this is all about a uh, the team on the ship for the legends they have to get back to earth for some reason it's like voyager where they're so far out it's going to take them like three weeks to get there so they decide in any type of uh energy they use will delay that uh transit so they decided to do basically some off-screen off-screen entertainment which is a board game um, so they decide to do this game. It's like a murder mystery, like a clue or, or something like that. And they bring everybody in, but Constantine apparently has been going through some weird, like things. I don't really know what it's up to speed, but he lost his powers, got brought back. And he's apparently has been re-energized through nefarious means that nobody else knows about, but he decides to up the stakes, cast a spell and essentially puts them in the game. It's almost like a clue type game where there's a murderer, but you have to figure out who it is. Everybody has a role and it's very fun. It's almost like a, uh, like I said, it's almost like the clue movie where we have to figure out who the killer is and they go around and explore, but you've also got a lot of dynamics happening on the ship. So um, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. They embraced the, the, the game boardiness, the clueness of this, and they just had a lot of fun. There's still a lot of dynamics that I don't truly understand because I don't watch the show uh, that uh, religiously. And it was just very fun if you just want a one-off episode to see kind of the dynamics of the show. So check it out. It's on the CW app. I think you could enjoy it if you've never watched the show before. It also helps to know a little bit about the character. So um, I'm not up to speed. I, there was some weird subplots in this show as well that I truly didn't understand. And I'm sure I could catch up pretty quickly. I'm not one of those people I have to watch every episode to get up to speed. I may check in on some episodes as well, but it's there. But I did enjoy this episode. So Legends of Tomorrow, DC characters, just a, a mishmash of characters you know, some you don't. So it's there if you want to watch it. The the mishmash you know. Absolutely. Then lastly, this is a new show on Netflix. It's actually a movie. It's uh, animated. It's called The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. So The Witcher is one of my favorite franchises, or it's becoming one of my favorite franchises. It's a uh, Polish uh, fantasy novel series, which then begat a uh, video game series where this developer, CD Projekt Red, who's had some issues, have created basically this fantastic video game series on The Witcher. Um, They take all of their, uh, basically all of their lore from the books and basically make their own type of game. Well, they've now made the Netflix show uh, with Henry Cavill, which we've all seen on Netflix, which is based on the books, not the games. But the games do a lot of the storylines as well, which is kind of cool. But now we have, they're trying to really increase the uh just different venues of how you can tell stories with this franchise so now they're doing animated so they decided to do a story kind of a side story about a character that we know of in the witcher which is called his name's vesemir he's essentially the um the mentor of the main character henry cavill uh garish uh uh Geralt uh, of Rivia. So, but we don't know much about Vesemir. And so this is the opportunity for the series to not only tell us more about Vesemir, but also kind of give us a 
how did the witchers become who the witchers are? If they're a weird group, um, and then we find out essentially the mages of the world, the, the magic users, essentially take young boys who have been either volunteer or basically given away uh, as, uh, you know, just orphans and things like that, who, who basically have to train and then get transformed into these supernatural type of bounty hunters. They're experimented upon given uh, these, these weird doses of magic and poisons in alchemy to basically transform themselves into these superheroes. Um, and we basically have the main character Vesemir and you see how, uh, he becomes who he is, but also the story about uh, uh, what he's dealing with currently and the, the sad fact that it's a love story as well because uh, a girl he grew up with, um, essentially witchers don't age or they age very slowly. So when he ends up meeting up her, with her again, she's 70 and he's essentially 25. So it's one of those, but he still is in love with the girl. So it's a really cool story that I thought was really done well in an animated fashion. Tells us more about the Witcher lore. Um, it's a it's a prequel only in the fact that you get a side character that got more exposition against him, and it wasn't really taking away from Geralt's story or what's more to come. It's just telling you more about the franchise, which is what is appropriate for comic books and all these different uh, venues. So I really liked it. It's it's like ninety minutes long, very very tight. Very adult, though. Nudity, a lot of gore, a lot of uh, F-bombs, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool. But it's on Netflix, so it's free to watch. And if you like The Witcher or you like just fantasy done well and very good writing, which I was surprised by. And I thought the I couldn't tell who the main actor was. I thought it was... Um, James Marsden, who plays Spike and Buffy. I thought he was the main actor. So the voice actor acting was very good. So if you like good animation uh, fantasy stories, I would say check out The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. And we're going to get more of Witcher, uh, the live action one, December. And then we're also going to get another storyline, the animated series from Netflix as well, if you like The Witcher or if you just like fantasy. So check it out. Awesome. Good deal. All right. Well, cool. Well, I think that wraps us up. Yeah. It does. It does. So, Charlie, we are now ready to uh, take a trip uh, transcontinental near the Savage Land to go to a place where the mutants roam. They've all been vaccinated. And that's the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week we are doing the fall media preview. Uh, this is movies and TV. We're going to start with TV this week, though. Uh, so from there, uh, it's going to be a mishmash because, you know, the networks just really don't provide what we love. So it's going to be a lot of streaming. There might be one network in the way. So, Charlie, we're going to kick this off. Uh, we'll get moving forward. We'll go through these pretty quick. We'll start with September 13th. and actually. I'll start with September 2nd. We're getting uh, what they do in the dark uh, oh, basically, yeah, 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 or what they yeah, do yeah. in the shadows. Yeah. On FX, this is our favorite uh, vampires coming back on FX September 2nd. I don't know what they're going to be doing. I know uh, Guillermo killed a lot of vampires, so I don't know if he's going to get uncovered, but I love that show and I cannot wait for vampires hijinks. Absolutely. Yeah, September 13th is Why the Last Man. We saw this trailer a couple weeks ago. Todd, you've been talking to me about the show forever in a day, and this is on. I love it how FX is simply now called FX on Hulu. They they know they know where the money pot is. They're oh, not yeah. stupid. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, oh, that, yeah. That's an easy one. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, I am not a hundred percent on sold on this next one, but obviously, uh, for professional reasons, I'll be watching the shit out of it. And that would be Star Wars Visions on September twenty-two. I'm not the biggest anime fan, but you know what? I am prepared to be delighted and swept in with these new vignettes. You know what I mean? So vignettes are cool. I mean, there's uh, it, it's a, it's a way to further the storytelling. So I'm definitely on board. Yeah, I think Star Wars has needed something new visually for a long, long time. We haven't got a lot out of it versus the CG shows of Rebels and Clone Wars. So this is something new. It's not canon, so they can tell a lot of crazy stories. Uh, it's kind of like the Animatrix. I think there was a, a Batman version as well where they just told side stories. Um, and this is each episode is standalone and done by a different animation uh, studio and also a different writer as well so this could be kind of cool there might be something they could steal from and do something different with it on disney plus so i am actually more excited about it cool sliding on down the line end of september we have la brea from nbc i you know i love uh disaster stuff um i don't know that it would really play out uh i you know it's it's network and i think we all kind of get the buzz that network stuff is Kind of, it, it's kind of collapsing like the La Brea Tar Pits, uh, but it looks like that's a plot line in the show. So you know what? Who knows? It, it could, it could be something neat. Uh, but Todd, this next one, October seven, this definitely looks like it's up your alleyway. Charlie, you skipped ahead. I was going to say really quick. Um, September twenty second, The Wonder Years. This is basically on ABC. This is a re- basically it's the same era of time from a black family perspective. Oh. This could be really cool. I just was surprised they picked the same era. Yeah, me, quite. Me, me, I me. wish they kind of done the maybe the seventies or a different era, but why not? It could be good, but I, it's so long ago now in the sixties. Right. It feels like ancient times, well, quite honestly. O- over fifty years ago, so no, I agree with you. So okay, yeah. all right, yeah. Talk- oh, but I was going to say the next one though you missed too, which is September twenty fourth on Apple TV Plus is Foundation, which is oh. Foundation is one of the main sci-fi tenants of all time. Ezek Eismoff, it's is one of his primary uh, you know, series that ever did, and this mm. could be really interesting. So, uh, yeah, look for Foundation on Apple TV Plus on September 24th if you have the uh, subscription. This could be huge if it's right. done well. If it's done well. All right, well, uh, for the fourth time, moving into October, this first show looks like your jam, so wrap to me. Yeah, so October 7th, Ghost. This is actually a British show that came out previously. It's on HBO Max now if you want to watch it. Yeah, and it was British. It was the exact same premise. So I I, I think the premise is excellent, though. It's about a couple that moves into a house they inherited. And it's about, basically, it's haunted with ghosts from different eras of time. We've got, like, the modern age. We've got way back to, like, caveman days, Vikings, and things like that. Uh, But basically... Uh, it's it's a house that has lots of different hauntings until that is basically no one notices until uh, the main uh, I guess you'd say the protagonist the woman who is the one that inherits this house gets a knock on the head and can finally see the spirits Ooh. and that's where hijinks ensue it's very funny it's it's a it's a it's a um yeah, that, does sound like, that does sound like fun and it's, it's very good too. so it's the non-scary version of the murder house from american horror stories pretty Ugh. much it's like it's it's lots of jokes let's lots of funniness ensues and actually charlie i think the the husband in this is the indian guy from free guy who is the husband oh oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. who was the other programmer guy Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and okay. the 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 lead the lead actress is the girl from iZombie, so oh, they know how to well, do good. St- yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. This right. is it's on CBS too, which is surprising. Yeah, exactly. So uh, one thing, uh, what's up next where I don't think you're going to see fun or jokes of any kind would be uh, Chucky now has a TV show over on uh, Sci-Fi Slash USA. Is that a thing now? I think it's debuting in Sci-Fi and then it goes to USA since it's the same family. Very interesting. So yeah, uh, Jennifer Tilly's on board. Uh, Brad Dorif, who's a familiar, uh, who's the voice of Chucky, but he's a very familiar actor, uh, will be spinning this up. And this is ten, a scripted ten episodes. So feels very missable to me. But who's to say? Now uh, this next one, this is not a new show, is it? I thought this was all new stuff. Is is this relaunched? A revival. Uh, I think it's just the, uh, yeah, it's a revival. The 4400 was a show back in the day that a lot of people loved in the mid-2000s. It's coming back, though, on the CW. And it's, uh, is that uh, Mackay? Oh, no, Michael T. No, who is this? Uh, the, the Is this the original team right here, and then we're got a new uh, crew? I'm just seeing a picture here, and it doesn't look like the major, I think, the rebooted uh stars there's, because uh, there, it looks like yeah there's some familiar faces Mar- Marshala ali was is not in this because he's yeah. a star now that, that, yeah yeah that's his knockoff so i don't know this one's definitely gonna pass uh pass right through my colon as it were um but uh november 7 this is definitely one that will get us to sign back up to showtime is the revival of dexter this is a show that uh, that april loves uh that we watch together and i know when we had showtime just recently they're highlighting certain episodes and pushing it out that it almost makes you think that, Oh, it's a new Dexter show. Um, but when you read a little closer, they're just really, they're really ramping things up. So, um, yeah, this is about, uh, you know, Michael C. Hall returns as a, the titular serial killer who hunts other serial killers. And then he, uh, he's faked his death, uh, and, uh, low many years ago and now shows up in a town in upstate, uh, New York, but he is being hunted. And so he has to hunt back. I'm sure, I'm sure is the premise. The hunting, the the hunting, exactly. Okay, I've never watched Dexter at all. It seems like a premise that I would really dig. I probably just need a like uh, idiot's guide to Dexter so I can watch it. I'm not sure even where it's available. Maybe is it on Paramount Plus because it's a Showtime show? Uh, I I I don't know. I think you're only going to be able to find it there on Showtime. So, oh God, Showtime. Ugh. It's like it's like Epics or one of those other network stars. I'm like. Who actually has those networks? I don't know. Right. Okay. Uh, well, next we've got Cowboy Bebop. Uh, this is an one of my favorite animated series of all time. John Cho's in the lead. A lot of people are suspect of a live action animated. I can't wait this. It's a space bounty hunter with jazz is the best way I could describe it. I love it. I hope this is good. But we don't have a date on Netflix yet. But this is going to be cool. And I can't cannot wait to see it. Uh, is that it, though? We're into November. So yeah, maybe there's it. more shows. But that's it right now, folks. So if you have any other shows that we missed, let us know. But, Charlie, it's time to get into the movies because we got TV. And we're going to have more TV. I mean, maybe even we get, uh, what, Cobra Kai maybe coming? Uh, Who knows? I, I hope so. Yes, exactly. More things developing. So, all right, moving over to movies again. And again, it's uh, you know it's kind of a mixed bag. You never really know. Uh, how things are going to keep going um, simply because of, you know, changes and variations uh, and, you know, Delta or whatever. But let's skim through this and let's, let's try to hit on some things that are just kind of genre related. Cause this list seems. Absolutely. Little, well, I'll long. kick it off. Yep. I'll kick it off. Uh, we've got the next MCU movie, Shang-Chi and the legend of 10 rings. Uh, quite honestly, 
it's all signs are pointing to this movie is going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, we had the initial reactions. Now we've got the Rotten Tomatoes of 93%, uh, 191 reviews. That's a pretty good guide that this movie is going to be good. And apparently it's the trailers have not shown most of this movie, which is a good thing. Um, and this is apparently Jackie Chan's old crew of martial artists, mm-hmm. Uh, team has been behind this also other ones so this is going to be the most interesting uh, choreography with fight scenes i think we've ever seen in a marvel movie so i'm down for this and i definitely will be talking about this actually on our uh thunderdome next week absolutely and then we've got we we hopped away uh all the way forward to october 22 uh and we've got three films in a row we've got uh, the harder they fall which is with idris elba looks like this is a western of sorts uh, which is cool. It makes reference to uh, a character that I'm not familiar with. I don't know. It says, it look to reintegrate the black cowboy back into Western lore. Okay, so maybe it's just really a project of that sort. So that sounds kind of neat. I saw, I saw, have you seen a trailer for this, Charlie? It looks really cool. No, no, but I will, I will definitely take a stab. But uh, yeah, it kind of makes me feel like a tombstone type of era, type of, it's not exactly going to be like, hardcore like oh this isn't going to be entertaining this is going to be an entertaining also cool western so we haven't had a lot of those lately so this could be very cool exactly so uh we have the will they won't they uh we have a new release date for no time to die uh the final we can't afford to yeah, delay it any longer the, the fifth and, to die fifth and final film in the uh, daniel craig portrayal of 007 uh so you know what lay your odds now if that's really going to go down but we have rami malik as the villain I like Rami Malek. That, that could be a th- I, that could be a thing. I need to watch Spectre. I still need to watch that movie. I need I need to watch it. I've heard it's not very good, but I do like the Bond films. I, I so I, I will definitely I see this. Remember this next film. I've been we've been seeing trailers uh, for this for at least the last couple months. And actually, the female star didn't realize until I saw her in Free Guy. It's the same woman. Uh, oh, it is yeah. okay. Jodie Comer. Com- yeah, Comer. And her only notable genre role is she played. Ray's mother in the flashback scenes of uh, Rice's Skywalker. Yeah, had no idea. Okay, but this is uh, yeah, this is what I'd love to say based on the two genres of based on actual events or based on a true story, but just based on. But this was uh, it's called the Last Duel, uh, based around the the last uh, actual trial by combat. Uh, yeah, the film was based on a real sequence of events, but. Uh, a character's wife, who's uh, the character is Matt Damon, accuses his best friend uh, Adam Dra- uh, Adam Driver of raping her. So they have a trial by combat. So definitely a very heavy, heavy piece. Yeah, come for uh, Matt Damon in a in a mullet because uh, that's essential. But also Ben Affleck's in this too. So it's like this is interesting. I I looked at look at him like. I'm going to actually go see this because it seems like it's got tension period pieces that don't always deliver, but you know, this could be a lot of fun and great actors. And yeah, we just right. saw uh Jody and uh free guy and I liked her a lot too. So, Absolutely you know, it might correct. go a uh, movie I see on a Tuesday or a Sunday. Mike could be. Who knows? And one movie that is, it's, it is coming out on HBO max, the same days in theaters, but you'd be a fool if, if it's safe to do so to not see it in theaters is the reimagining of Dune. Now, April and I, talked about this walking past the poster at the theater yesterday. She's like, I know we own this movie because it was one of those. I found it at the library. I did the distant digital. So it's in our, it's in our digital library. She's like, I've never seen it. I said, hon, I, I haven't seen it since the eighties. I don't know that I ever watched it as an adult. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, Frank Herbert's 1965 novel, which was uh, made into a film in, I'm going to say, 80, 84, 85. Young Patrick, yeah. You had a younger Patrick Stewart. You had Sting. You had Kyle MacLachlan. Uh, I couldn't tell you a shit ton about it. This is T- Timothy Chalamet and uh, Zendaya uh, and, and a cast of who's who from MCU and Star Wars actors. Uh, or both because they, they they flop over. I think looks this looks fantastic. We've talked about it previously when the trailer came out. So yeah, I, this this is can't a, wait. This yeah, this is in the theater for me. So um, yeah, friend- uh, Charlie, drink coffee before you see because this is going to be a long one. I guarantee uh, it. Yeah, no, drinking coffee is probably what you wouldn't want to do because then you'd have to have a pee. Um, saw another trailer for this one. I've been seeing trailers for it for months. Last night in Soho, end of October. Uh, this would be oh yeah. Superb Anna Taylor Joy, uh, mirrored with another actress, Thomason McKenzie, who we saw in something recently. Um, that yeah, it's a, it's a woman in modern day who is flashing back to someone from the 1960s, uh, transporting back and forth. Into, it's kind of a horror movie quantum leap situation happening. So kind of nuts. I'm lo- looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we talked about that trailer before. It looked yeah, yeah. really interesting, kind of like one of those movies you don't know what to expect. Kind of like trend, trend, uh, sorry, Reminiscence we just saw. So I, I think this is a great uh, palate cleanser. Um, wait, did we miss like Halloween Kills? Uh, no. It's I not even in this. I, it's not even this. Well, Halloween Kills comes out oh. around Halloween. There you go. October uh, 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, check that out. There you go. Yeah. I cannot wait for that as our like uh, spooky movie, you got uh, it. which we may see. You, you know what's it. missing this list, Charlie? What's that? Venom 2. Uh, Venom 2. I don't, I don't think. I think the date is floating. I think it's one of those that they don't really know. I think it is as well, but originally it was like mid-October as yeah, well. Yeah, so that's so, not, that's not yeah. a good time. All right, let's wrap this up succinctly by talking about November. Uh, we have The Eternals, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Recently got a, a trailer which has gotten even Todd a little bit more excited, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, November 5. Uh, and then we jump forward to a movie that I feel like was never going to come out, and that would be Ghostbusters Afterlife. You know, this one was, like so many, was whacked by um, – by the pandemic was supposed to be a summer movie last year. And then I feel like we never heard anything about it until super recently. I didn't even know this was the release date. So even this kind of surprises me. Yeah. Charlie, you know who we're going to call ghostbusters. And my son keeps asking, is Dan Aykroyd going to show his crystal skull head vodka? And I'm like, I'm sure there'll be a product placement for it because that's what Dan Aykroyd does. I love it. Yes. Always got to make that crystal skull dollars. And then we have uh, the red notice uh, on the uh, November 12th. Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds in a heist film. Uh, oh, on Netflix. Well, all right. Sure. We'll, we'll be there because yeah. it's free. <laughs> we will be there because it is in my flipping living room. Uh, yeah. Select theaters November 17th. Netflix December 1st is The Power of the Dog. And I'm seeing uh, Bender Snatch Cumberbund uh, and Kristen Dunst in a Western set in 1920s Montana. Interesting. Um, yeah. Then we jump forward to some movie about tennis balls. We're going to skip that. Tick-tock. Boom. Selected theaters November 12th. Netflix on the 19th. Uh, we have 
what is, autobiographical about a neurotic struggling theater composer. Uh, Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda, yippee. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. It's a musical. It's a musical with uh, Andrew Garfield. Top, there you go. Top Gun Maverick on November 19th, another victim of the pandemic. And I've been seeing the trailer, but I feel like the, the date doesn't really resonate. So, again, like you said, big uh, mo- big one in the theater. But, again, with uh, Disney Plus, this will be out on uh, 45 days later. You'll be able to watch it at home, which is not a bad thing. Which one? A Top Gun. It's not on Disney Plus. It's no, it's Top uh, Gun is Paramount, that's Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. That's what I, I, I. There you go. I was sure that's what I said. But anyway, uh, rounding out uh, <laughs> Encantado on November twenty four. I saw a trailer for this again yesterday. Linwell uh, Miranda. It's very cute. Yeah, cranking yep. out an Disney Plus. Film. Yeah. Um, yep. Voiced by uh, Se- uh, Stephanie Beatriz from Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I love. And then I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to have, I think there's another December movie, which would be Spider-Man, Charlie. Leo Spider-Man. We've already talked about it. So yes, it, can, yes. it, it can't come back at us a second of time. So yeah, definitely entertainment. And again, uh, a lot of that stuff, uh, we talked about is on Netflix. Obviously the TV stuff is available on mm-hmm. TV, some in theaters, but again, April and I enjoy going out. So that works for us, but it is nice for those who are uh, skeptical about going out or potentially from a medical standpoint that's not really safe for you to go out so it's good to know that you do have options to do so yeah and apparently the sun is now coming into the room so i look like i'm be absorbed by the light oh my god i'm not a vampire so i won't die so that's it and it's a good time to probably wrap up the podcast so uh folks i hope you feel informed about what is coming to you on the TV and the big screen. Hopefully you can enjoy movies where they are best. And at that point, Charlie, it is time to wrap up the podcast. But folks, before you do so, remember to always check out our social media and where we are at. Subscribing and rating us really means a lot. So with that, Charlie, take us out. Indeed, I shall. Friends, thank you again, as always, for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero. Not the villain. In a truck. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.